1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports. Brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's sports director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honnold. Ah, yes, another week of high school sports and KCIM Sports Rewind once again being brought to you here on KCIM by St. Anthony Rehab uh, Sports Performance Program. If you're an athlete who demands power and strength, you can benefit from the eight-week workout program. Just call 794-5241. You can be your best preseason, in-season, or off-season. John Ryan, Jeff Blankman in the studio here with you this morning, and uh, Jeff Honnold is sitting on a big old pile of what? Corn silage. <laughs> I thought he would go somewhere else I, with that. You I, I was really hoping he'd say something yeah. else as well. Yes. But, uh, okay, we'll take corn silage for now. But um, it was interesting. I saw the other day uh, Jeff Honnold talking to you. Uh, that, that game that Iowa had this last week, the, the lightning-delayed game, I saw a great graphic on Twitter. It said, um, you know, teams that are undefeated in seven-plus-hour games. Only the Iowa Hawkeyes, my friend. <laughs> That's that's kind of harsh and cruel, but okay, yeah, I kind of go with that one. But uh, did you stay up for the game at all? No, I did not make it. Uh, we actually called it going into it. We were watching the watching the weather headed that way and assumed it was going to go into delay. I made it through the first one. I woke up after the second one, but after that, I was out. Yeah, that that was just a. <laughs> we've all been there. Yes. Yeah. I remember doing a playoff game. Uh, I think it was South Central Calhoun up. Way up, like Forest City. No, it was Carroll. It was Carroll at Carroll City. City, if I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was, <laughs> my memory is, is just as clear as yesterday. It was the two the wrong teams in the wrong town. Uh, but yeah, going through right lightning delays and things like that. I do remember a South Central game up at uh, Algona Garrigan. Yeah. Uh, that was the last week of the season. They had to get it in. Lightning delay, and we didn't get home till like almost one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, and it was ridiculous. Yeah, I remember sitting up in Spencer with Terry Kaspabauer, and they oh, put yeah, all of us inside game. of the gym, and they had the tornado up there, and I, I don't even remember. It had to have been around like nine, ten o'clock when we kicked off, you mm-hmm. know, for that game that night, because like you said, you know, it had to get played. There was no way to be able to move it, so it had to get played. So yeah, we've we've all kind of lived through those. The one thing I will say though is Hawkeyes twenty-seven points on the game. Everybody said their offense couldn't get going. I told you what happened. Were you shocked, Jeff? No, they gave up 55 to something something incarnate, for goodness sakes, and we couldn't even do that. So <laughs> the offense is about what I expected. Yeah. Hey, by the way, Bill Winger just uh, sent me a message, Honnold. He said, you're not a real fan if you didn't stay up. He was still there and rolled out of uh, Kinnick at 145 in the morning. You are correct. I am not a real fan. Then. <laughs> I, you know, we're talking about that Spencer game. I remember... Uh, Jeff Reinhardt and Dave Stewart and I were up there. We stopped at that uh, sports page to eat and have a couple beers, and we got locked in there because of the tornado and made it over for kickoff. If you're going to get locked in somewhere for a tornado, a bar is probably a really good spot. <laughs> probably good as a spectator, correct? Uh, yeah, I wasn't on the I wasn't on air. Jeff says I'm too uh, too colorful now. <laughs> Imagine after a tornado delay in locked inside a bar. So uh, we got to talk a little high school football this week. Wow, what a week after some weeks where we struggled to pick up wins. Went three and six with our area teams. 
uh, last week eight and one, and in dominating fashion. Yeah, and before we get fully over to the high school stuff, we got a message from somebody from Kemper here that I, I, this is interesting. They don't know if it's ever happened at this point of the season before, but right now Kemper's seventh grade team, their eighth grade team, their freshman team, their JV team, and their varsity team all undefeated. Nice. Uh, they think that might be the first time in school history that all of their teams are undefeated at the exact same time this part of the season. So that congratulations is, to them. Yeah, That is very cool. By the way, I remember a game with Kemper. Bob Irwin was the head coach. Yep. Uh, we got delayed to the next day. Yes. I can't even remember where we were. It was Green County. South. Jefferson. It was there, Jefferson, Scranton, was Peyton, Jordan. Yeah. No, there was another one uh, years before that. Okay. So it might have been actually before your time. Might have been. Because so. I remember the game that I had to go over on a Saturday and call. Yep. And everybody was mad because it was the Iowa Iowa State. That was a power outage that they yes. had over there for that one. But yeah, yeah. I remember a severe a weather game where um, Kemper was leading and, and had great field position, and uh, they had to come back the next day because the weather just was not going to clear up. So anyway, I digress. Uh, great week for the area teams. I did a little uh, I did a little figuring here. Me doing math. I mean, imagine that. <laughs> um, got out my calculator. Carol and Kemper won by a combined score of. 118 to 26. Yeah, dominant. Uh, both of them. Jeff and I, you and I saw the Carroll High game. We had it on Friday night. And uh, you hate to say that game might have been over from the first snap of the game. But, uh, you know, Carroll kicks off and Storm Lake fumbles on their first play of the game. And Carroll recovers. And then on Carroll's first play, they score from 26 yards out from Reese Zygmunt. And it was 14 to nothing, not even four minutes into that game. Jeff, you just kind of knew that in a way Carroll High could have named their score, I think, on Friday night. Yeah, you know, you and I joked about it. It was it would have probably been more humane if they had just started throwing it, but we don't clock stop. But uh, that running attack uh, of Carroll's is for real. Uh, we know the defense is for real, and it's sort of like struggling. I mean, they had two or three kids that got suspended, and, and you know, right before kickoff, we got that information. So that definitely disrupts things. But sort of like struggling, and uh, you know, a good team does what a good team is supposed to do, and they come out and. And execute and execute pretty well. And I thought Carroll, for the most part, did. And you know, talking to Coach Rowe, there's there's definitely some some coachable moments. I know I know the defensive coordinators weren't very happy giving Storm Lake their first score of the year on the varsity. But um, you know, there's there's a lot of good things to do that went on. And I think we're going to see a lot more of what Carroll really is this week when they play uh, Boyden Hall Rock Valley. It should be a very fun game. Yeah, I know. In the rankings this week, uh, Jeff, you said that Carroll High would have been 14th. Uh, Boyden Hull, which is kind of unusual for them, down at 16th. This is usually a traditionally very strong program, but uh, they're always bringing big kids, very physical. Yeah, their starting quarterback uh, missed the first four games of the of the season, uh, so he is going to be back for the first time against Carroll High, if if I understand correctly. So, um, you know, and their schedule, um, as always, up there in Northwest Iowa was not easy. So, yeah, I I, I think Carroll High's got a really good shot here, but we're going to learn a lot more really about uh, this Carroll High team, as, as Jeff said, coming up. Um, just some quick notes from that game. Jeff talked about their running game. Uh, two running backs over 100 yards each with Zygmunt running for 176 yards and three touchdowns and Cooper Ludwig had 112 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, and then I thought maybe the play of the game, I don't know for sure who blocked it. Jeff Storion was there for Tiger doing photo work for us that night and um, had a great picture of the punt block, in it, or the field goal attempt 
block, and it was Reese Zygman jumping in the air, and the ball is just out in front of him a little bit, so you can't tell if he got it because there's another jersey. You can see the shoulder pads mm-hmm. just in front of Reese, but Reese ran back, picked it up at the 17-yard line uh, on the bounce, and took it 83 yards for a touchdown after the block 44-yard field goal attempt. Nice. So um, really, really good play for Carroll High in that game. And, John, you mentioned Kemper, big 55-12 win uh, over a Maple Valley Antonoto Charter Oak Ute on Friday night. Uh, they remain undefeated on the year, ranked number 10 right now in Class 1A. Dominant for them. Um, not a lot of like individual stats to really talk about in that game because I think they had like 13 guys carry the ball, so nobody carried it very much to to really put together like a huge rushing uh, you know night or whatever. But uh, they did a really good job of spreading the ball around. And DJ Vanami didn't have to throw it much with six of seven for 102 yards and threw three touchdowns on the night. But kind of similar to Carroll High, they they probably could have named the score yeah. that they wanted on that night. You know that that's a coach's dream right there. They love to spread the ball around, get as many people as yep. involved, get those kids some carries because you never know when they're going to be called upon this season. So uh, that, that that coaches love those games. Yeah, they do, absolutely. And, and the kids that come to practice every day and maybe do some of the scout team work and your second and third string guys, when they get that opportunity, it keeps them coming back and wanting to work every day and practice because they know when they get that shot, then they're ready to go and they'll get that opportunity. So the Tigers are going to be heading to Boyden Hull Rock Valley. They're home to Boyden Hull. They're home. They're yep. home for two straight weeks then. Yep. Uh, where is Kemper going to be playing next? They, they're at West Monona coming up on Friday night, so a very winnable game. They should start the season 5-0. Yeah. yeah, they were defeated by Trainer 48 to nothing. Yep. So uh, West Monona is next up, but they got number 4 Underwood out there somewhere because Underwood, well, they took it out on East Sac County 55 to nothing, and the Raiders just pummeling of their first schedule, first part of their schedule continues. Yeah, it does. Uh, ESAC struggling right now. That's a rough, rough way to start a season. It is. It it is. Uh, You know, I have felt for them all year with that schedule. It has not been easy. Um, You know, losing 55 to nothing. They're sitting 0-4 right now. Uh, Carter Ludwig probably, you know, had the best game for them on Friday night. Finished up with 11.5 tackles on the night as he continues to play well. And hopefully for those Raider kids, they stay positive because I know it's been a tough start. We've talked about it. That schedule has been murderous. Uh, but uh, things are going to turn a little bit here in the next couple of weeks. They'll have some very winnable games coming up here over the last uh, couple of weeks to last few weeks of the season. So hopefully they can stay focused on just getting better each week and then getting into those games and maybe yeah. finish the season on a two- or a three-game win streak. Yeah, and Jeff Honnold, yeah, I mean, we all know we've all been on seeing teams that have that very rough start. It's kind of on the coaches and some of the team leaders to make sure that the rest of the team doesn't lose focus. Yeah, it's it's tough, and I and I really do feel for that group. I mean, they're they're better. Uh, they're not as bad as what the scores indicate. But I mean, when you're going against ranked teams and you got a lot of kids that are didn't have a lot of experience, and you just you're going up against, and it's hard on everybody, the coaches included. It's it's tough to want to go to work when you're when you know you're just going to get it handed to you. But uh, hats off, the kids are still there. They're still working. I know the coaches are still working, and. Like Jeff said, I think the schedule gets a little better for them, and they can maybe make a turn here. And you know, hopefully, they keep their heads up. They can get a win or two here; that'll really help them. You know, you look at our Weva, same thing. They got a couple wins in a row now, and they're feeling pretty good about themselves. Yeah, you know, Eric McCullough is not going to be uh, not going to be quitting on this team. He's going to be on them. We we have games coming up the week, and you know, we're definitely going to be able to in the in the in the process of winning. So. Yeah, absolutely, and hopefully that'll happen. Jeff mentioned our Weva; they were zero and two at one time, sixty nine seventeen, and like sixty nine to ten 
were their two finals in their first two games that they lost. They've come back since then with a big win over Glenn Ralston and then uh, a high-scoring affair win over River Valley on Friday night, 51-38. The two regaler boys, Wyatt and Wade, uh, both over 100 yards are rushing, nearly 150 each as Wyatt ran for 152 and Wade for 143. And, um, you know, Blaine Smith continues to grow as a quarterback for passing touchdowns for them that night. But they're sitting 2-2 two and two on the season. I just talked, I was over at the, the volleyball game last night, and I talked with one of the co-head coaches, Austin Stolk, and we chatted about the fact that he's one game at a time, not overlooking anybody. But, uh, you know, if you get Woodbine coming up uh, this week or Booyer Valley this week and then Woodbine, they've got a chance to be 4-2 and two, um, going into the new Alfonda Remsen St. Mary's, you know, weeks 7 and 8 games. So uh, young team gaining mm-hmm. some confidence over there is for sure. That was part of the. There's some weird and uh, not weird anomalies, but but some things that don't happen very often during this last week. We had two teams score over 60 points. Yep, that was Audubon and that was Carroll. Seven teams scored over 50 points, <laughs> and grand total, all of our teams around the area outscored their opponents 443 to 210. Wow, that's some pretty dominant games. Yeah, I, yeah. That, that's what first grabbed my attention with all that. But let's continue on with the eight-man teams because all of them won. Yeah, on, on Friday night, and that's not something we see very often. No, and in a big win for Audubon to kind of maybe right the ship. Xyrokron Kimbledon had been having a very, very good year, had one loss coming in. It was a game they probably should have won that they let slip through their fingertips. But uh, Audubon went out and really took control 28 to nothing, second quarter, um, blew the game open. Um, Aaron Olson got the run game going, 127 yards with five touchdowns. Carson Wessel also ran for uh, 58 yards. And Edward Miller, two big catches, 79 yards total, a 60. 61-yard touchdown on an early third down play uh, in the first quarter that got them on the board, uh, and, and they rolled. Um, it just absolutely rolled over Xyro Kern-Gimelin, 64-30. So sounds like probably the best offensive performance for this team. Now, they're going to be tested again. they got Cam Anita, and everybody knows how that's turned into a rivalry, but they'll head down to Cam coming up this weekend. And then the other one that we get certain we'll talk about, Glidden here in a moment, uh, but uh, Coon Rabbits Bayard uh, down 14 to nothing to Woodbine to start the game. Um, they come back, score 47 straight points uh, and end up dominating that game 59-36. to 36. Uh, Lance Clayberg ran for over 216 yards and five touchdowns on the day they got him going. What what really is important with that one is it sets up a big matchup this week. West Harrison comes in undefeated, ranked number 9. Both teams undefeated right now in the district. Um, Coon's only loss was that four-footed loss in week one, uh, the game over at Valley against Glenn Ralston, so technically they could be undefeated as well. Well, but uh, that, that's going to be a big, big matchup. Uh, the winner of that one right now, probably along with Audubon, going to be the clear front runners in the district. Well, let's talk about Glidden a little bit uh, before we talk a little bit more about eight man overall. But uh, forty four to six over Siouxland Christian, so Glidden Ralston kind of rolling up some numbers there. Yeah, you could see it in the second half, Jeff. I thought uh, in the loss to our Weaver that they started figuring things out up front, and, and with the way Coach Lynch wants to play, being physical, being able to run the ball, and winning the line of scrimmage is what they needed to do. And it sounds like that's what they did the other night. Yeah, it's a complete uh, change in line philosophy from from pass blocking all the time, quick passes, what have you, to, hey, we're going to push you downhill. Uh, And so it it takes a little bit for for these young guys to learn that. And they have got the size uh, and they have the speed to do it. So it's it's good. You know Coach Lynch is going to get them going. It just takes takes a little bit for the the young guys to completely figure it out and realize that, hey, I can use my weight and my strength and, and push these guys downhill. And I don't have to. I don't have to. All I can do is get a crease. You know, we got quick enough guys. If I can just get them a hole, we can go. So 
Should be fun to watch. I think uh, you know you're seeing that click, and uh, you'll see you'll see a little bit uh, more of that. Hey, we're going to punish you type style of, of Craig Lynch uh, going right along the, along the way. Yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about eight man action because it's it's interesting. Western Iowa has always been the power. Yep. I mean, there's been a few good teams in Eastern Iowa, but not Don Bosco action. really yeah. about it over there yeah. a lot of years. Yes. <laughs> but uh, you know, you talk about uh, you mentioned uh, when Audubon match up with um, Exire Elkhorn Kimbledon. There's been some great matchups over the years. Cam Anita right there. Uh, the the East Mills and the Tabers and, and all that. So, I mean, has the power kind of shifted a little bit to to the north where it's more Rems and St. Mary's, New Alfonda? Are those teams down south still as strong? I, I think they are, but uh, maybe not quite as strong as the North. Uh, you would have to say with New Alfond and Remsen St. Mary's GTRA, who has always been traditionally strong and has just gotten better, probably the powers right now in Western Iowa this year. I mean, you look at last season, Kim and Eden Audubon were the two at the Dome, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. But I would have to say this year, uh, Jeff, your thoughts, but I would say that if you're looking at the favorites to come to the to go to the Dome out of the western part of the state, the northwest part's probably leading that this season. Well, and, and the cool thing is you go look, and, and the athletes are usually the ones uh, in those small schools that are out. And Remsen, we saw the athletes there from the state baseball. I mean, they have athletes. they got speed. they got size. Um, there's no – you look at that and say, yep, okay, I see now why they win uh, a lot of sports. They are athletic. They are big. Um, so I would say, you know, they're, they're definitely a clear favorite. Yeah, no Fonda. I mean, you can't ever bet against them because they they're well coached and, and they're going to be really good as well as the ones here. But I think those two schools right now in our area are definitely uh, the powers. And uh, you know, you don't know. I mean, you look at a young Audubon, um, you know, a couple wins here. Do they start getting on a roll? They had a kind of tough schedule to start, and then Fremont Tabor Mill sits down in that corner and, and kind of gets ignored. So you know, they could come screaming out of nowhere too. So, but right now, uh, if, if if you held a if you held a gun to my head, I would I would have to go with Remsen. I, I think they're probably the best team uh, we have, maybe in the state, and definitely on this side. Yeah, the, the only problem that they were had down there was they all kept beating. You know, they would be have to play each other yep. and run the gauntlet through that schedule during their regular season to get to the dome to get that good seating in the playoffs. Yeah, Fremont Mills. I think it's over the last six years, uh, maybe it's eight years. Fremont Mills or Audubon has been a, a representative at the dome each of those years. So you got to expect that uh, you know Audubon will continue to go. I don't think Coon can be forgotten about this year. West Harrison with that group of seniors is really good, as Jeff said. Fremont Mills always good. Uh, Cam Anita may be down a little bit this year, but uh, always very well coached and always very good. So there's really good programs mm-hmm. and really good teams down here in the in the, in the the kind of the central part to the southern part of the state as well. Let's jump up to Class A. I.K.M. Manning kicking a big win over the weekend. 56-6 to over Missouri Valley. Yeah, finally for them. I, I think they had gotten better each week steadily. That's the one thing that that coaching staff always does down there. Um, they cruised that night, jumped out early in the game, got the running game going with with Ben Langle and Cooper Earlmeyer, who had three rushing touchdowns on the night. Langa was just shy of 100 yards rushing, so a good win for them. Their defense came out and, and played very well, and, and they were able to create some turnovers and probably just had their best game by far of the season. 
All right, South Central Calhoun also picked up a win. They were now, what, 2-2 two and two on the season? Yeah. 51-13 over Manson Northwest Webster. And a much-needed win for them. I think so. Yeah, um, after a couple of tough, tough loss weeks. Yeah. Um, defensively, they played much better, and, and they finally able to get the ground game going. Dominic Kistler ran for 73 yards and four touchdowns. I know that's you know been a point of emphasis with this team the last couple of weeks that, you know, the, when was the last time you could remember South Central Calhoun averaging like 2.3 yards per mm-hmm. carry through three games of the season and finally able to establish that and then uh, you know Gavin uh, Bata was injured the week before but uh, able to go a little bit didn't get the start chance reader came in and played well at quarterback until Gavin came in later in the day but uh, you know one guy you got to give a shout out to Keegan Sword right now Jeff we saw his speed and his hands up there in that season opener three more catches for him 97 yards and a couple of more touchdowns in that game Um, he has just been dominant and fantastic on the outside for them. Boy, he's athletic. Uh, just, just a dominant athlete. Uh, and, and, and I like to tease his brother that he's probably better. But you know that that family's been pretty athletic. And you know, he, I like South Central. I liked them from the first time I saw them. Um, you know, an injury here, and Coach told us they were a little thin in spots. So, you know, an injury definitely plays a factor in uh, game two. But uh, don't count them out. You know, they've they've lost a couple before and and got to the dome. So. I still like this team. I think they're they're big, they're fast, um, they're well coached. I, I think this team should be able to make a run here, and, and definitely late season if they can get in. If they can get in the postseason, look out. Yeah, yeah, it should be them in South Hamilton that matchup probably coming up that'll determine uh, the district champion. Uh, they've got a really good chance to, to to win their next couple of games for sure, and and kind of get themselves on a roll. Yeah, look at Class One A. The finals just from this last Friday night. It's the haves and the have-nots. Yep. Because in Class One A District Eight, that's Kemper's district. Kemper, Underwood, Trainer, huge wins. They gave up a combined 12 points. That was the Maple Valley Antonoto 12 points. Otherwise, Underwood shut out Isak. Trainer shut out West Monona. Class 1A, District 2, South Central Calhoun rolled over Manson, Northwest Webster, 51-13. South Hamilton, 58-0 winners over Belmont Clemmy and Woodward Granger, 58-6 over Eagle Grove. So it's, again, two districts where it's very clear where the tops yep. and, the, and the bottoms of the, of the districts reside. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, and and it seems like it's been that way in that district for a number of years. Uh, the, t- the teams that are really good are really good, and the teams that are struggling are, t- are typically struggling. So we talked about Carroll High, Boyden Hull, Rock Valley coming up this Friday night. What else is on the docket that's kind of piquing your attention as far as this coming up Friday? The, the Coon-West-Harrison game certainly would be one. Uh, you know, Coon wins there, and they're going to jump into the rankings and, and, and be probably the front runner in the district. But as Jeff said, don't call, count Audubon out. They go down to Caminita. That'll be another big one. They get that win, and they're, they're going to be sitting in good shape because they'll still be undefeated in the district as well. So uh, that could make that Audubon-Coon matchup then uh, that we'll have broadcasted for everybody coming up here. Uh, really, really important. Another tough, tough game this week for uh, ESAC. Once again, the gauntlet continues. They'd have to travel down to trainer. Yep. That's a long, long bus trip. It is. It is. Uh, and I still flash back to the year where they probably should have won the game down there and they kind of got robbed on, you know, they kept delaying it because there was no officials and they get 
told the game will start here and then oh no now it's going to start here and oh no now it's going to start here and, and then that situation wasn't handled so a little rivalry has budded kind of between mm-hmm. uh, you know trainer and ESAC over the years so that's coming up this coming Friday we're going to step aside take a break back more with KCIM Sports Rewind on the way as the athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season, remember that St. Anthony Rehab Services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team. Sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love. Athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility. If an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game, call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at 794-5000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. Landis in Ralston says, thank you farmers. Please be safe this harvest season. Be mindful on and around farm equipment. If you meet a tractor on the road, slow down. Be cautious and only pass when it's safe. Let's make this year's harvest a successful and safe one. This farm safety message brought to you by Landis of Ralston, where they always buy your quality soybeans for the best possible price. Call Tom Hickey at 515-460-3666 today for pricing and contract information. Copic Pro Truck Wash and Aluminum Polishing located in Carroll offers all your semi-truck and trailer wash needs. Specialty services include acid washing, refrigerated trailer and hopper trailer washouts, and get your shine on with professional aluminum polishing services. Call Spencer today at 712-210-4058 or stop by next to Hollisley Mac in Carroll. Copic Pro Truck Wash and Aluminum Polishing located in Carroll. You are listening to KCIM Sports Rewind, and it's Jeff Honnold sitting on a big old pile of corn sides right now in his tractor. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe maybe we need a picture of that somehow. Uh, yeah, please no. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, you're you're welcome. By the way, yeah, didn't bring up the Nebraska game, so appreciate you're, that. You're welcome. We were texting at the beginning of it. Actually, it was in the kind of the middle of the first half of that game. When it was still respectable. It, it was like, never respectable. <laughs> After our first possession, it wasn't respectable. I, I think it was like 14-7 to 7 when I was texting back yeah. and forth with you saying, hey, I'm watching the game. But uh, you were out at volleyball, of course, this weekend. So, yep. uh, Jeff Honnold, uh, any, anything to add on the uh, Cornhusker front? Well, I, I see after you give up a whole bunch of points over a number of years, you finally lose your job as a defensive coordinator. But, no, I didn't even text him. I felt so sorry for him. Actually, I took Nebraska, so I wasn't very happy with him. So I'm sorry, Mike, when I keep doing it to you. I'm done. I give. But uh, um, tough, tough spot there. Uh, a really good Oklahoma team, I think. Yeah. I, do, I do blame all of our troubles on Honnold and his keep taking Nebraska, you know, on his on his app. Put, putting so, the kiss of death on him with his bed. Yes, yes. One of these days I'm going to shove something somewhere. So <laughs> it's, it's worth losing money. <laughs> Let's talk volleyball. Of course, uh, good weekend for the Kemper Knights, uh, South Central Calhoun, Glidden Ralston. Pretty good uh, seasons rolling so far. Yeah, absolutely. We'll start with Kemper Beans. They just played on Sunday up at the CYO and up there hadn't won it for a couple of years as Galen Catholic had been the successful team, and then uh, you know Bishop Helan came in ranked really, really high this year and might have been the favorites uh, going in. But uh, Kemper goes undefeated up at the CYO, four and zero, goes six and zero on the week with ninth wins uh, against. Uh, Red Oak uh, and St. Albert on Thursday night as well. But uh, the interesting thing is, is they dropped the first set against Teeland, dropped the first set against St. Mary's of Remsen, who's a really good 1A team. 
and dropped the first set against Galen Catholic, but still came back uh, to be able to win all of those uh, two sets to one. So congratulations uh, to Rusty Winterboat and Lonnie Miller and, and Bods and that entire staff and all of the kids as well. They're off to a really good start this year. Um, three players named to the all-tournament team and Sophie Bading, Ashland Bading, and Lauren Bell, but uh, some other players that played really well up there for them. Uh, Kaylee Simons, Aubrey Hewton, and, and Brooke Roy really had nice tournaments. We'll turn the attention here real quick to Actually, South Central. Quick, yeah. Talk about the expectations. When Kemper goes into the tournament, obviously they're the, the favorite, the heavy favorite. Most years. Most, most years. years. Yes. Heatland was ranked number two in Class 4A at one point this year, so they were probably the favorite uh, coming into it this year. Galen Catholic had won it, I think, two years in a row. Uh, so, But, uh, yeah, there was a time where Kemper just went up there and kind of flat rolled over mm-hmm. everybody um, and stuff. So I think this was big for this team to go up there and get this win and win this tournament again this season. All right, let's talk South Central Calhoun. Um, good good day for them on Saturday, but I, I'm sure a disappointing day. They ended up going uh, six and one over the week. Uh, ended up four and one at the uh, Carroll tournament on Saturday. Their one loss was to Audubon, who played really really well over sets two and three. South Central kind of controlled the first set, but I think the key thing for the Titans, Jeff, was knocking off New Alfonda, uh, a ranked team in their own conference, probably the two elite teams this year in that uh, Twin Lakes conference, or at least that's how it's played out so far and anything can change but uh, a big uh, two sets to one victory over them uh, winning sets two and three after dropping the first set so that that's sending a little bit of a message to Newell Fonda when they meet up in the regular season uh, maybe for that Twin Lakes Conference Championship. Yeah that should be a really fun match and congratulations to Newell Fonda. I remember when they were just so bad you couldn't hardly watch them and it's taken a number of years to take those athletes to turn them into volleyball players but boy she has a program up there and uh, it's all built on, on the defensive side. She, she's going to make it rough on you if you're hitting. Um, you, you're going to have to play pretty clean volleyball if you're going to win. And sounds like South Central's really done a nice job of that. They're, they're controlling the ball. And, I, you know, Coach Schaefer likes to make sure you pass pass well. And, and uh, so that should be a fun match. It, it would have to be really clean. And hats off to Ottawa. I mean, it, they've had some struggles, but it sounds like they're starting to get some things moved around here a little bit and playing a lot better. And to be the South Central team, you know, you're, you're playing pretty well. And I want to mention as well, Riley Bata picks up career kill number 1,000 during the tournament on Saturday, so congratulations to her. We're running low on time, so I want to just throw out a couple of more teams here uh, in sports. Uh, Glidden Ralston, 6-1 and one over the last week, uh, won the ACGC tournament uh, and are right now leading the Rolling Valley Conference in volleyball. Lost to ACGC in pool play, then turned around and beat them uh, in the championship, so congratulations to them. They've been playing really well. Looking forward to seeing them against Coon Rapids Bears tonight. I'll have that broadcast for everybody. Um, Cross-country wise, uh, Ryan North running really well right now for the Kemper boys. Marie Day running extremely well for the uh, Kemper girls right now. Steph Beiswinger uh, down in Audubon having a great year. Uh, I.K. Manning just deep in the girls and boys. Their girls, uh, Taylor Beckendorf, Emily Albertson, Reagan Garrison, Lauren Earlbeck, and Juliana's Tribe all ran really, really well for them this last week on the boys' side of things for I.K. Manning. Uh, Caden Keller, Nathan Johnson, Lane Sams, 
Reed Henders and Abe Polzine all finished in the top 20 at a meet they were at with uh, Keller taking third to lead them. And then the girls swim team finally had a meet. Uh, they hadn't swam for over a week. They went to Marshalltown on Saturday. Uh, Emma Myers had a really good day taking third in both the 200 IM and the 100 breaststroke. And Amelia Holt uh, dropped times dramatically in both the 50 and 100 freestyle races and took sixth in the 50 freestyle. And their 200 freestyle relay team of Natalie Kent, Amelia Holt, Haley Burns, and Emma Myers finished up in fourth place. All right, Jeff Blankman wrapping it up almost early today. I, that's, that's almost a headline all in itself. Why? Because he's got a coach's interview here in yes. about uh, four and a half minutes. Yes. So, so we got to roll here. That is KCIM Sports Rewind for this week. Once again, catch a podcast, a replay of it anytime you want on the website or on the mobile app.